Week 10 is almost in the books, and a reminder that parody still lives on in the NFL. The pre-snap starts right now. You're listening to the pre-snap podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy football experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to the pre-snap right here on the LineStar app. It's me, and it's Chris Meany, and it's you, and we are recapping a wacky Week 10 in the NFL. Lots of good things, though, to get to. Lots of stuff we got right. Very little we got wrong, but Chris Meany, it was a good uh, day of cashing for you and for me. We were very, very pleased with some of those outcomes, but uh, certainly some wackiness going on there, especially in New Orleans, where, man, oh, man, off a bye? What happened to the Saints? The Saints, a matchup, Chris Meany, where it should have been locked up against the Atlanta Falcons defense, and they scored just nine points. It killed a lot of lineups, Chris. Yeah, it did. The only guy who showed up was Michael Thomas. Surprise, surprise. I mean, the most catches through eight games, I think nine games in the NFL career. I mean, that's an, it's an NFL record. He's on pace to surpass Marvin Harrison's catch record as well of, of 143, I believe. So this guy's got 86 already. He was the, the lone bright spot spot for the saints. I mean, what you're right. What happened? I mean, Falcons have been beaten up on everybody. I know the line seemed a little high, even for a bad Falcons team who has looked awful so far this season, but division rivals, you wonder if the saints took them a little bit too lightly. You hear reports of Dan Quinn giving up the defense. I thought he was a defensive guy. They came into the game with what? Seven sacks on six, seven sacks on the season. They got six yesterday. <laughs> it was crazy. I mean, really, you never see Drew Brees get sacked like that. He hardly had any time. The Falcons looked they looked determined because a couple weeks ago, Joe, we were talking about how it looked like the team had given up uh, for Dan Quinn. And I don't know if this buys him uh, another couple weeks or another year, just this win alone. It was a huge win from Atlanta standpoint, but yeah, some very disappointing performances. My best lineup flirted with 200 DK points, 197 had Drew Brees in there. So um, yeah, a little bit bummed this morning about that. Yeah, that was a bummer, but look, Michael Thomas, he is slump proof. Oh my God, 13 for 152. And I know no touchdown, but who cares? I mean, I think you can make the case right now, next year in drafts and season long drafts, that you can go CMC, Dalvin Cook, and Michael Thomas. There's your top three right there. And I'll I'll stand more to the case to see that uh, Michael Thomas might be the best of all because it allows you to take two running backs back to back, second and third round, and just kind of mitigate the risk a little bit. And I'm telling you, man, the guy's just incredibly consistent uh austin hooper had a touchdown in that game who we talked about on the show unfortunately he left the game he's having an mri so that's not good another tight end down last week ingram then kittle now hooper i can't take it anymore i just can't take it and by the way speaking of hooper he was in that lineup and if you listen to the last show here on the pre-snap we were playing around with the uh the average cost at a um for the million dollar contest winning lineups on dk and on FanDuel, the average cost per position and um, just playing around with it, the lineup read like this. It was Murray uh, at quarterback. Uh, it was Damian Williams, Mark Ingram, Crowder, Tate, Devontae Adams, Austin Hooper, and Latavius Murray. Now, Murray bottomed out, but generally, this was a pretty darn productive lineup, Chris, right here, especially with Tate having two touchdowns there, Crowder having one, Ingram having one, and Murray having a huge day. This was a pretty productive little lineup. 
It was. And I, originally, when you when you said the lineup and you were plugging guys in, I said, that is an amazing cash lineup. That lineup would have cashed everywhere. Everywhere. 50-50s, double-ups, head-to-heads. Yeah, absolutely. Kyler Murray was a top-five quarterback. I had so much Crowder and Tate. Those guys completely worked out. Um, l- later on, got into Darius Slayton. Christian Kirk was a guy that in that price range we talked about too. He easily could have had him in instead of a Crowder or or I forget who the third was that you mentioned. But yeah, I mean, that was – it's something to consider going forward, right? You get your RB1, your RB2. We talked about this. Your wide receiver one, two, and three. Treat it like a draft, like it's your team, not just the fact of just plugging in guys left, right, and center. How much money do I have left here? I'm going to go, boom, I'm going to play him. You, you kind of go about things a, a, in a different way. And I would just leave quarterback for last and and just kind of filter out which guys you like. As we get in now, week 11 coming up, some people are done season-long leagues. It's just the way that it is. So we, you know, welcome. I'm going to make it again, a segment right? on the show, I think, for the yeah, rest of the should. year. Yeah, we should. Where I'll, I'll, I'll do the little work. I'll do it. I'll do the little work and put these out there for FanDuel and DK. I won't give you the defense necessarily, but I'll tell you what's left for defense you can spend. But we'll definitely go through this and tell you, almost like give you the return on investment lineup. Maybe we'll call it that, the ROI lineups uh, for FanDuel and DK. That'll be fun. Yeah, man. I mean, it seemed like really there was no fall off there. I mean, granted now, this is also me picking the guys in that range too. So it's not just about the price. You can't plug any jabroni in there. You do have to have a beautiful mind like me in order to pick the right guys in this range. But still, those are the guys I selected in that range. And uh, and I told you, I think, in, this, in the segment, I even told you, look, I, I borrowed a little from here. I did a little of this, but I tried, tried to stay as close as I could to the number. And I did. And and you know what? You're right. It would have cashed everywhere. So everywhere, yeah. that's what we do here at Line Star. We're breaking molds. We're thinking outside the box. And we're in your money. Make sure you subscribe to the Line Star pre-snap show. If you enjoy us here, give us a little five-star review while you're at it. Because it's literally the least you can do, and we appreciate it. And, of course, make sure you are downloading that LineStar app and upgrading to the premium product. On Thursday, too, I'm going to remind you about another contest that we're running uh, here at LineStar, so get ready for that. In the meantime, let's go over some of the big uh, performances, and let's start with uh, my boy Lamar Jackson. He ran amok. My goodness, that 60-plus-yard touchdown run, threw for three touchdowns. Lamar Jackson was just uh, – that game was over before it started. Mark Andrews had a couple scores, too. But really, Lamar Jackson was the studded fantasy quarterback pretty much outside Mahomes, of course. Yeah, and we, and we talk about him every week. Is There's no real point of, of fading this guy, what he does on the ground. And he came out slinging it yesterday. He says, oh, yeah, by the way, I almost have 300 rushing yards in two games against you, Cincinnati. I'm just going to throw on you instead. And and that's what he did early and often. So another impressive performance for him, for sure. He's got Houston coming this week, which is a game that I'm really looking forward to. The Rams coming up, it's it's interesting. This Ravens team, we talked about their defense taking shape with some adjustments and getting some guys back healthy and some trades that they've made. So it, it's a strong, it's a strong looking team. And and the Ravens were just toying with Cincy. Did you see at one point they had three former Heisman trophy winners lined up in the backfield with Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram and RG three. And then it was a handoff to RG three. Like it was just, they're a fun Crazy. team to watch, man. They are, they are they're playing good defense too. And uh, look, it's, it was a great moment and also a great moment to see, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes get back on the field. We all love watching Patrick Mahomes play. He threw for 446 and three touchdowns. We talked about him being under the radar because people will be like, well, I don't know about the knee, whatever. Just go out there and pay for him and play him. And if you did, he was absolutely freaking brilliant. They didn't come up with a victory, which kind of sucks. That away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. The, the Chiefs can't afford to blow any more of these. That's it. They are out of chances. They have to basically 
you know, because they got New England coming up. They've they lost got four Oakland. picks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Oakland's no slouch either nowadays. No got, slouch. That division no. can actually change in a hurry if, if for whatever play reason. The Chargers twice. Yeah. Not that the yeah. Chargers are good, but the Chargers not are a frustrating. Yeah. yeah, it's. I'm telling you, man, they better watch their behind. They really need to. Uh, Winston, 358, of course, two picks, which you can always expect. Kyler Murray, you mentioned before, was absolutely fantastic. Three touchdowns for 324 for him. And Daniel Jones, despite a couple turnovers, four touchdowns, 308. He was sacked six times, but he ran a little bit too. Daniel Jones is becoming one of my favorite low-end tournament QBs because he's been a pretty good return as long as the matchup's been good and as long as Golden Tate and Slayton are catching touchdowns. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, a shout out to Adam Levitan, who, who who covers some DK stuff and some DFS stuff. He co-founder of Establish the Run is he's a good dude. And I, I saw him tweet and I knew Daniel Jones has been putting up some some pretty decent fantasy sh- outputs over the past couple of weeks. And, you know, he had said these three thirty point performances over the last four weeks. And, you know, Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, these guys don't even have one. They have zero combined between the three quarterbacks. So as much as people want to crap on Daniel Jones and, and some of the poor plays that he makes and some poor throws, cause he's making them. He, he he's is a better but he fantasy lets... quarterback than a real quarterback. Sure. Right and now. he's only That's played it. a handful of games, right? And look what he's dealing with. I mean, Tate is great. No Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard. Has he played with Sterling Shepard yet? Maybe one game he did in that big comeback against Tampa Bay. That's been it. He makes Darius Slayton. He feeds him the ball. Barkley. Yeah, no they got Barkley nothing mostly. from Barkley. He's hurt again. Uh, in the ground. Uh. Yeah. So, and, and yeah, it was against the jets, but whatever. So he, he has had some pretty strong performances. And I look at the schedules coming up. I mean, in Philly, Miami, Washington, he's going to be somebody that we talk about, you know, heading into the bye this week, but somebody we talk about, I think going forward, he's, and he's sneaky on the ground too. Right. I mean, yeah. 20 it, look, it all works, all right. man. Yeah. It's all, it all works. And it, whenever we talk about better fantasy quarterback than reality quarterback, oh, Tony Romo always pops in my head first and foremost. And I feel like he he kind of reminds me of him sometimes. Like every now and then he like makes that bad play where you scratch your head and you go, oh. But other than that, you're like, hey, look at all these touchdowns. Look at all these fantasy points. It's awesome. And then the the wins don't always come <laughs> the way they should necessarily. But clearly Drew Brees was a disappointment. No touchdowns. Jared Goff was a disappointment. But oh, yeah, if yeah. you were listening to the show, you were on that Pittsburgh Steeler defense. And if you were listening to the wagering show, you got another upset special. Yet another one for me and Mike Randall. Uh, just chalk it up there. So we had Pittsburgh, and that one is the upset, not only to cover, but to win outright, and they did. Uh, Jared Goff was uh, bad, two picks, no touchdowns for him. So he was sacked four times. So basically, Minka Fitzpatrick showed up in the town. He started to lock down guys, uh, single coverage. Devin Bush has been able to play good coverage there at linebacker, and next thing you know, pass rush has gotten real. Next thing you know, the Steelers are winning football games. So big change there in Pittsburgh. Keep an eye on that. That defense moving forward has been a very, very, very good fantasy defense in terms of sacks and picks and all kinds of stuff. So the rushing leaders, Derrick Henry, another big Derrick Henry game. 188, 23 carries, two touchdowns for him. He had one huge one, but uh, this was the big Derrick Henry game I think we've been waiting for. He's had a lot of just solid floors. This was the ceiling, and it was fun to watch. Yeah, it was great to watch. And, you know, let's give some credit to Ryan Tannehill, too, as much as the Chiefs gave that game away. I and mean, Ryan Tannehill held his own. There was a couple times where he ran for the first down. He took a couple shots. I mean, on that two-point convo, he ran that in. He took a heck of a shot at the line. And it's been impressive. I mean, the Titans have won three of their last four games. And, and Derrick Henry's not no longer running into walls, even without Corey Davis and a couple disappointing performances, A.J. Brown, you know, in particular. But... They've been moving the ball, you know, with Mariota 
let's be honest, Mariota wasn't coming back in that football game last night. Ryan Tannehill did a great job, opened up it open it's been opening up lanes for Derrick Henry. The Chiefs, you've been able to run on them. They've allowed the third most fantasy points per game to running backs. That was heading into last night and RB and um, RB one in the season for Derrick Henry or on the week for Derrick Henry. So yeah, I thought that was a great performance from him. And, you know, moving forward, he got the bye week moving forward again. He's, he's somebody that has just, Every he hasn't week had to face those stack boxes with Tannehill under center. Yeah. Tannehill did a, a really good job there. Nick Chubb had 106 and 16 yards rushing. He was uh, number two for running backs on the day in terms of rushing yards, but Kareem Hunt was the story. He scored him. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Kareem By like Hunt half a point. <laughs> but oh, still, baby. it was a lot deeper. And we were, oh my God, I had so much Kareem Hunt yesterday. It was so delicious. <laughs> it was you, so you good. Got on. I thought we were just going to try it in one, but nope, I mean, he nope. returned value at 3K. He, he caught seven balls. He was on the field a lot. He returned when value was at on four and a half. Well. On yeah. FanDuel, I had, him every, yeah. I had him everywhere. It was awesome. I loved it. It allowed me to get CMC. It was Kareem Hunt and CMC. That was what I went to town with. And it worked. It was good. It was. It's all well, I, I mean, they, they're on the field together for 28 snaps and Chubb still there's a lot of positives to take away from this. As much as they were on the field, Chubb still had the ball 20 times. Maybe his catches are going to come down slightly because there were a, a few games where he had three, four, five catches. I think he had four targets, two grabs, but Kareem Hunt had the, the seven grabs. So there's a lot. I think both of these guys couldn't can be in play. The, the red zone offense in Cleveland is still it's unbelievable. They can't get anything going there. I, I feel like Chubb is still the guy, but. Kareem Hunt was was able to be productive with 11 touches or 11 opportunities. Oh, yeah. And look, I think at this point in the season, it actually helps Chubb be better or more Chubb-like the rest of the season yeah. because he has a little less tread on the tires with a guy like Kareem Hunt who's out there along with him. And that's that's good. That's helpful. And if Kareem Hunt's going to catch six, seven balls a game, uh, I'm in. I'm all in. I'm all in because there's going to be some touchdowns Same. there. He's going to break one. It's going to happen. So I'm probably going to go back down to that. Well, I haven't even looked yet. I don't even know what the cost, cost is yet. I don't care. It's Thursday night, yeah, against Pittsburgh, so it'll be different. But yeah, going well, forward, yeah, he's going to rise. Perfect time, Monday, Thursday. Use it again. Go right back to that agree, well. Yeah. Ho-hum, Christian McCaffrey had 100 yards on the ground to touchdown. <sighs> what a bum. 100, <sighs> only yeah, 108 I yards. I know, right? Kind of a disappointment. Dalvin Cook, I mean, I know it was in the Sunday night game, but almost 200 all-purpose yards, a couple touchdowns for him. My God. Seven like, grabs, too. As long dude. as if Adam Thielen keeps sitting out. Dalvin Cook could catch five or six balls on top of what he's already doing on the ground. Yeah, he's a beast. And Aaron Jones is a touchdown machine. 13 for 93, three touchdowns. He really is, yeah. Okay, since 2018, only two people have more touchdowns at running back than Aaron Jones. Their names, Todd Gurley, Christian McCaffrey. That's it. Only two people. Let that sink in and realize that Aaron Jones every week is basically like, you know, a 1A running back pricing. Every week. And all he does is score touchdowns. I don't know what everybody's waiting for. <laughs> like, I feel like the ownership never is high enough every week. I'm like, what are you doing? I know. And it's crazy because even yesterday he split, split snaps with Jamal Williams. I think he had 32. He's just, he's been so productive on, he, he only has one game with 20 plus carries. It came in week two, even those games where Jamal Williams missed, he, he wasn't getting a ton of work on the ground, but he's been involved through the air. He's definitely the goal line back. And, and it seems like he's just taken every single Devonte Adams touchdown away in 2018. What Adams have 13 touchdowns in 2018 what does he have this year zero <laughs> it's yeah. all just going it's to aaron jones aaron jones, yeah. aaron jones aaron jones and look Devonte adams was good he had a good game he's going to continue to have good games and he'll have touchdowns so don't worry about that but yeah you're right no, it's, it's just aaron jones is good for a touchdown every single week and, and aaron Rodgers used to always throw in the red zone but hey it's it's we don't have any red zone right targets now. anymore those guys are gone right. jimmy graham ain't nothing man i yeah no i'll tell you another guy we were on 
that did not work out was Devin Singletary. He just did not get yeah, enough volume. It's just very disappointing there. So I was bummed out. That killed a couple lineups, not all of them, but a couple for me. But Ronald Jones, who, despite the fumble, had a good fantasy day. He caught a ton of balls, did have a touchdown. So despite the fumble, which was annoying because then he kind of got taken out of it after the fumble. After all the praise and all the good work, he fumbled. Bruzarian said, nah, screw it, kid. You're out. Peyton Barber's running touchdowns instead again. Frustrating as hell because it could have been a huge day for Ronald Jones without the fumble and that other touchdown. Uh, but still, good ROI. So that was still what you want. On to the receiving leaders, Tyreek Hill, 11 catches for 157 and a touchdown. Great day for him. We talked about that comparison there. Get him and Mahomes together healthy for the first time really all year, and this is good. What are you going to see the rest of the year, and he should be all over this going forward. Yeah, 19 targets. Unbelievable. 19 targets. Wow. <laughs> 11 grabs, yeah. And he had a great week in, in week nine without Patrick Mahomes. He had 140 on six and, and a touchdown as well, so. Absolutely. I mean, Tyree Kill and Mahomes, it, it, we're not breaking news here, but this is a stack you want a part of going We're not forward. breaking news, Chris, but at the same time, we're reminding everybody because it hasn't been much this year of the two of them together. Very true. It's time to get back on the saddle and let's yeah. let's get after it here, okay? Yeah. Let's get let's get right again. Uh, Michael Thomas, we already talked about genius, 13 catches. <laughs> Only Michael Thomas could have 20 fantasy points and the, they, the Saints scored nine. <laughs> he had like 20 fantasy points. I don't know how that happens. Yeah, most receptions, first four years of a career, Michael Thomas, 407, leads the way. Landry, 400. Anquan Bolden, 342. Larry Fitzgerald, 330. AJ Green, 329. Heath Cummings, shout out to him uh, for giving us that. He also has seven more games left this season. <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable. It's just brilliant. Amari Cooper was brilliant too, 11 for 147 in the night game for a touchdown. Christian Kirk, who I was scared out of my mind about because we've seen these sets before where oh everything lines up should be christian kirk and he sucks yeah. he did not suck six for 138 not <laughs> no, one not two but three touchdowns and i kind of kick myself i wish i had every now and then i do this like the thing that scares me the most that i know is good but i won't do it i'll do it anyway yeah i couldn't i couldn't get there meanie did you have any christian kirk oh yeah i had zero okay. i had a lot of kirk yeah kirk was in that that 190 so you're actually speaking to my lineup i had ronald jones who doubled his catch output in in one game yeah that was how about but, that yeah it was crazy um but you're you're dead on i was i was totally tilting with i had singletary and then gore comes in and gets that that goal line touchdown that ticked me off. And then, and then I, and then just right around that same point was when Ronald Jones fumbled and then Peyton Barber gets the, the red zone touchdown, but Christian Kirk. Yeah. I knew it was going to be chalky and he absolutely was. Um, Pat Mayo has a, has a great contest. Shout out to him. I know you do some work with him as well. Um, the PME experience. It's, it's a Love great, me some great contest. Love me yeah, some Pat Mayo. 3000 people in it. And, and Christian Kirk's ownership was well over 50%. So he was very chalky, but you had to have him to ha- have a really good day. It worked out. I don't know if I'll play him against San Fran next week, but it was really good to see. And, you know, Kyler Murray missed him on a couple other throws. He could have had an even a bigger day, but as positive news for him to, in his, Two of his last three games, double-digit targets. He's a big play written all over him. Yeah, he really, it really is. It's good to see Kyler have a good game passing on the road because we haven't seen many of those either. So true, just kind of reminder, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are awful. And by the way, they play the Saints this week. So oh, yeah. after yeah. nine points, so dear Lord. Sure, Breeze will <laughs> bounce back. Uh, yeah, even though it's on the road, Lou. We're going to hot take week 11 in a second. Don't worry. <laughs> We'll get there. All right. Rest of these here. Uh, DJ Moore, another one of my favorite receivers. I talked about him on the TV show at length. Nice. You look at the look the last six weeks, 
the entire month of October has been brilliant, save one game, and it was against the 49ers. You throw that out the window, basically this guy is like eight catches and 90 yards every week. I know he doesn't score touchdowns, but I don't care. DJ Moore is consistent. DJ Moore is a high floor. DJ Moore is a great return on investment. You need to get all the DJ Moore in your lineups every single week because this is going to be a thing the rest of the year, touchdown or not. Devontae Adams, we talked about, no touchdown, but still 7 for 118. You love that. Darius Slayton, 10 for 121, two touchdowns. Brilliant game for him. We talked a lot about him and a lot about Golden Tate. They were both excellent. Yeah. Landry, we were not in on, and he had a great game. So we missed that one for sure. Nine for 97 and a touchdown. Not good by us. We should have been on that too, especially with all the attention on Odell. Yeah. That uh, maybe, just maybe, Landry's going to be a thing rest of the season. So it's definitely a strange week in DFS, a fun one, a good one, a profitable one for us. Uh, and as well as the uh, line star wagering show, very good there. That's Steelers game. Oh, and I got to watch it because they switched over, and I got to watch the end of it. And I was just watching and watching it, and boom, Mika Fitzpatrick second pick, and there it was. That was the end of things. Well, season. he's he's been so awesome, and it's like it's two it's two years in a row, back to back years, where it seems like the the NFL community just kind of crapped on a team, you know, giving up a first for somebody. Like last year, it was Amari Cooper. And what what is Dallas doing, giving up Amari Cooper? And look how amazing he has been, especially at home. He's been unbelievable. And then Mika Fitzpatrick, I mean, he's played seven games with the Steelers. He's got five picks, two fum- forced fumbles. He's got a fumble recovery. He's got two defensive touchdowns. The Steelers are 5-2 and two in those games. He's been absolutely amazing for this team. And the defense is phenomenal. And this is one of the, the worst offensive teams in the league. They can't establish the run. Juju Smith-Schuster has been invisible. Oh, yeah. Oh, they like, stink. They they're stink really winning football games from their defense. So smoke it, it and mirrors like, defense. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like Miami was going to get a top three pick out of this five weeks ago. I got to give credit to the Steelers for, for making this move. Mika Fitzpatrick is, he looks awesome. Yeah, he does. And on the flip side of that too. And again, this was something I drove home. Why Cooper cup was a big fade. He was a huge fade because all you have to do is stop Cooper cup. That's it. You stop Cooper cup. Oh, yeah, you stop yeah. the offense. Now that's it. The yeah. Rams are not the Todd Gurley show. Jared Goff, especially on the road, is not going to carry this team. There's going to be some shots where you could take especially it on Josh on Reynolds. Road. Yeah, and, and, you know, some shots here and there. But I'm telling you right now, this whole this is just another team that goes to the Super Bowl, loses, and has a massive hangover the next year. It was the Panthers. It was the Falcons. Now it's the Rams. I'm telling you, this team is – they're just they, – they don't have – Todd Gurley was the focal point when Todd Gurley was Todd Gurley. He ain't Todd Gurley anymore. Right. And now, unfortunately – if this offense is about stopping Cooper cup. And if you can do that and they were able to, that's it. And you yeah. got to keep real close attention to who's on him going forward. Yeah, you really do. Only four targets was, was puzzling. The big zero is that on the Steelers he was is never that... open, right? Chris, he was never, I know open there was one play where he dropped the ball in a slant, but yeah, you're right. He was never open. You got to give a lot of credit to the Steelers, but I mean, Sean McVay too had two weeks to prepare for this game. Todd Gurley had 12 carries for 73 yards. I mean, that is his basic, that's his best showing of the season. In terms of just touches, in week one, he had 14 for 97. Everything else has been like 15 for 50, 18 for 41. Nothing great, but 12 for 73. And then he doesn't even see the ball at all in the fourth quarter. I understand they were playing from behind, but this is this is certainly concerning because this is a team that has lived and died by the play-action pass and dump-offs to Gurley, five or six catches a game. To not even see the ball at all in the fourth quarter? Yeah. Interesting. Same happened in the Super Bowl. Same thing. They, yeah, I, we just look, said he was hurt. Is he hurt? He's probably just hurt. And if he's not, it's only one of two things. Either he's hurt or, you know, he can't do it. Or it's not physical and it's sheer ego of Sean McVay. And 
Sean McVay deserves a lot of credit and a lot of praise because he's done a great job with that football team. But if this is an ego thing, he needs to get over it because this is another team that's going to win nine games and miss the playoffs right now. Yeah, I'm telling you right now. 73, what's that, six six yards per carry? That That's solid. I mean, That's solid. You're right. Yikes. You're right. I don't know, man. Yeah, and they get away they're from it. They're not making the playoffs. They're not making playoffs. No, they're going to win nine, ten games and miss the playoffs. I guarantee it. It's not going to happen. All right, let's get after Monday, Thursday here. Tonight, we've got uh, Russell Wilson uh, traveling with the Seahawks to take on the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers defense has been absolutely brilliant this year. And they will be without George Kittle for this game on offense. So that's a huge loss, which means probably a little bit more opportunity for Debo, certainly Emmanuel Sanders. But really, to me, Chris, this means a lot more Tevin Coleman, a lot more Matt Breida. I see them just running and running and running. I think that's the the prescription here. Um, And then the Thursday game, you got Steelers-Browns. Now, for me, offensively, this is a wacky one because you just don't know what to think. It's a short week, and both these teams are so impossible. The Steelers' offense is dreadful. I don't want anything to do with them. I'll go back to the Kareem Hunt well again, absolutely, this week without a doubt. Give me Hunt. Give me the running backs of both running backs, by the way, of San Francisco. Of, uh, yeah, of San Francisco. Outside of that, you could pick and choose anything, but I think that's the building block for being successful on Monday, Thursday. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Uh, I, I think Sanders is – he's. He's probably due for a few more targets, although he, like I say, do he had a great game last time out. He had a ton of work, but yeah, you you would figure with Kittle out, there's going to be a little bit of an uptick. But both Brita and Tevin Coleman can catch into the backfield. I would imagine that's still San Fran's game plan, even though they came out throwing against Arizona last week. They want to run the football. I think Kyle Jusic is back, which is going to help them do that as well. Uh, interesting game. Really looking forward to it. I think Seattle can pull off the win. Actually, I'm surprised that line has stayed at six. I, I do feel like this is going to be a tight ball game especially with no George Kittle. Um, and if Seattle has their way and Russell Wilson works his magic like he's done all year, they're going to have to throw the football. And it looks like James Conner is going to come back for the Steelers, but it, even still, he hasn't been super mm-hmm. productive. They just haven't been able to really run the football. I don't have a problem they, with getting Conner in there if he can. I yeah, think if you, you can. I think what you do is you go Garoppolo, the two running backs, and instead of using the 49er defense, you go over and use the Steelers defense instead. That's what I think you do. Yeah, it it does. Pittsburgh and Cleveland has a fourteen thirteen feel to it. It very, does, but also very just much the turnovers. Like the... They get to the quarterback. Mayfield may oh, turned yeah. the over a ton this oh, year. A ton. Yeah. So there's no reason why he can't turn over on this one. So right. I, I'll take the Steelers defense. I'll pay down at the defense, as tempting as it is to go with the 49 er defense all the time. Mm-hmm. I'll pay down there and give me Garoppolo. Give me a little 49 er stack here because I don't think the Seahawks defense is any good at all. No, they're not. They're, they're not good at all. Um, yeah, so Baker's <laughs> coming off his first game with more than one passing touchdown. He had two, and that's a that's a positive sign. But still some massive struggles inside the red zone. But, yeah, no, I agree with, with your strategy. Um, you know, the top corner lately has has really shut down OBJ, so so maybe Landry. But I do I – like, I like Hunt. I like Hunt as a guy who I think is going to catch five or six balls a week. And we know how explosive he is. I mean, he could cut into Chubb. But I expect this game to be pretty low scoring, much like the Buffalo-Cleveland game. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, it's my favorite part in the show. It's the hot take of week 11, which is good because I feel like it kind of gets it out of our system a little bit of the things that we just saw while everything is fresh. And I love that. And I think it's fun when you start looking at lineups and start uh, approaching the week ahead. You got the Falcons who are flying high going against the Panthers. Now, look, CMC, I'm sure will be very expensive in this one, but I'm, I'm sorry. One week does not change my opinion of the Atlanta Falcons. I think it was a rivalry game. I think they got up for it. I think they're very happy, but it doesn't matter. No one stops CMC except the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So <laughs> I think we all know that. So I'm fine with that. 
I'm, I'm good there. And it's going to be DJ Moore again. I love DJ Moore in this opportunity. If Michael Thomas had a good game, I'm sure DJ Moore could have a good game too against that Falcon secondary who's trash. And the Falcons right now, no Devontae Freeman, probably for this game. Brian Hill is intriguing. I like him. Yeah. He's a guy that I can get behind here and I can get in the starting and we'll probably break him down a lot more as the week goes on. But right off the bat, man, I think there's going to be some points in this one. And I, I like this game quite a bit. Yeah, just looking at some some prices, actually, DK already has him out. CMC's 10-5 again, and Brian Hill is going to be $4,800. So he's going to be one of those guys that, you know, he may be popular, but if you're a cash game player, that's how you can get CMC in. I mean, he had 20 carries, not super efficient, but 20 touches is is great to see. He had two targets, caught one of them, had a receiving touchdown. Yeah, I, I, and I, I think Freeman will – I wouldn't be shocked if he's done for the season. Uh, but CMC is somebody that we're going to want to get involved in. Involved yeah. With All right. Sure. Next one. Cowboys. Good luck. I have no idea what the Cowboys are. I think they're better than the Lions. I think so. <laughs> yeah. And it's such uh, a good ge- matchup for Zeke. But, you know, I-, I give Minnesota's run defense some credit. Zeke was not good yesterday. But again, I've said this before. No, I think the defense lean on the- played up. Yeah. Look, yeah. Lean on Zeke. Defense showed matchup. up. I, I agree. It, it, Bounce back game for Zeke. I'm with you. It's not a hot one at all. I think we're yeah. good there. And look, no Stafford, probably. I don't know. We'll see what happens as the week goes on. But certainly no Stafford means no Lions. So, you know, I'm all out on the Lions there with no Stafford. And either way, even if he plays, I'm a little sketch about it right now. I don't know if I want to jump back in there real quick. But I assume is what the Cowboys will do. They'll spit the bit one week and the next week play better. So I imagine go back to Prescott and everybody else there, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I'm going to play a lot of Zeke, but I'm sure he'll be popular. But yeah, Randall Cobb has showed up lately, but I don't feel like this game will be competitive, so he may not get a, a lot of work. I think he's back-to-back games and six catches and eight targets, but they'll probably roll over Dallas or Detroit. Fournette and Foles off the bye against the Colts now without Brissett. How are we feeling about this one now? This is a new wrinkle. We haven't had this wrinkle all year. Yeah, we only saw a handful of passes from from Nick Foles, yeah. and I think he he broke the collarbone on a touchdown pass to Chark. I think it's good news for D.D. Westbrook. Let's, let's keep an eye on practice reports for him. He hadn't played the last two games. I think he played two weeks ago and then didn't play, like didn't touch the field, got the zero, and then was inactive. And now coming off the bye, you wonder how healthy he is. But I, I always I like DD heading in. You know, we know how much Foles loves to throw in the slot. He can throw downfield to Chark, but I think this is good news for DD Westbrook. And the offense hasn't been good in in Jacksonville lately. Like he's. Minshew had turned the ball over. That was a nice story, but he'd really declined over the past couple of weeks. So I think this is a win for Jacksonville. I think the offense will move a little bit better, but it, we, you're right. We don't have a lot of data. Uh, Bills at Dolphins. The Dolphins keep winning football games. and They're going to have to use all those picks to move up if they keep doing this. They better stop. They better, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they better cut yeah. it out. Um, I don't have much DFS love in this one. I will probably be a sucker for Singletary again. Yeah, because uh, look, two weeks ago, man, you give him the ball 20 times. You won the football game. You played good this week. You had the ball half that and you lost. Yeah. Come on, guys. I know this is not hard. Yeah, jo- Josh Allen's Josh Allen to Brown. We, we've seen that a couple weeks ago. We'll probably hook up again. Yeah, probably right. Uh, Texans at Ravens. Uh, so Texans off a of bye too. Now, this is a hell of a football game right here. Mm-hmm. This is this is a playoff style kind of game here. So. Can Lamar run amok on the Texans? I say yes, but uh, where are you going this one? Do you like the Watson or you like the Lamar and uh, you going for Hopkins? Where are you going with this bad boy? Yeah, I don't know yet. Uh, I think Lamar, I think I'm going to ride Lamar. I mean, they're, they're four-point favorites at home. This is We're looking at Lamar in terms of pricing a quarterback. DK, he's 7-7. Seven, seven. Breeze checks in at 6-9. Watson at 6-8. 
So, I mean, you could save yourself just about a thousand dollars if you go with Watson and get a Hopkins in there. I mean, Hopkins is right there in terms of catches with Michael Thomas. He's just about 400 yards fewer because a lot of these catches have just been five yard catches. He just hasn't gone down the field a whole lot and gotten ball. So this is an interesting matchup, but right now I'm leaning towards, towards the Ravens. I, I, but I could see myself going contrarian with Houston. Uh, The total's at 50. We might get there. Probably. I mean, uh, this total is going to get to 50. Yeah. (laughs) I've got no worries about this total at all. (laughs) I just don't. And the Ravens defense has played well. Don't, don't get me wrong, but off a bye, Texans will be ready. They can't stop him. But uh, again, I don't know if anybody can stop Watson. He's played out of his mind since that offensive line's gotten better. Watson's really come along and Hopkins is starting to pick up things as well. That's good. That's your game of the week right there. That is going to be super fun. Broncos at Vikings. I don't know. I mean, it's Dalvin Cook and then pass. Like, that's that's where I'm at. Just pass. Yeah. I know Brandon Allen had some moments there. And, you know, Lindsay's always a nice little low-cost guy. So maybe a little Lindsay, if it makes sense. Maybe. We'll get all that Minnesota shut down Zeke, so, yeah. And you know what? Minnesota defense at home, always very good. And uh, very, very that's good. a tough place for a young quarterback to go in and play. Vikings D and Dalvin Cook. Yeah, there you go. Vikings D, Dalvin Cook. Next, Jets at Redskins. Can they keep it moving? The Jets with a big W there. What do you think? I'm going to like Jamison Crowder. You got the revenge narrative, but, you know, heading into yesterday's <laughs> game. Of Jamison Crowder, <laughs> worst video game ever. Yeah, I heading into into yesterday, he'd only played a handful of games with Sam Darnold, but he had a 26% target share, and then he comes away with six targets, five grabs, and 81 yards, a touchdown. So he's been very productive. He really has. And his price is still f- – relatively cheap i mean fifty seven hundred dollars is is not bad i mean he was 5k last week he was 5-3 the week before that so he's still checking in at under 6k i would expect him to get another five or six catches i mean robbie anderson has been the guy who's just been very disappointing in in dream matchups he's had really good matchups and he's not doing a whole lot but you know he's now four nine i mean three three targets one grab this past week four targets two catches the week before that he's got 44 yards in his last two weeks no thanks. No, uh, crazy. Uh, uh, Saints at Bucks. Here we go. All right, get out your pocketbook. You ready? Are you ready for this one? Because it's going to get expensive. But I'll tell you what. Uh, I like Breeze. <laughs> hot, hot take here, guys. Get ready. I like Breeze and Michael Thomas in this one. But really, you know, I don't think anybody will be shied off of last week from True Breeze. Do you? Like, I think no, everybody's like, no. okay, it's the Bucks. Get back in there. Yeah, I think so too. And and Michael Thomas is nine nine. On DK, he's extremely expensive. To put that into perspective, Mike Evans is 7-4 and Chris Godwin 7-3. So you are really going to have to spend up for Michael Thomas after DraftKings just saw what Christian Kirk did against this secondary. Uh, it's going to be an expensive stack, but one I'm going to like. Yeah, uh, I mean, it will be. And on the other side of this game, too, I mean, depending on Marshawn Lattimore's health. Yeah, he's, Lattimore it looks was, like he's week to week, too. I think Yeah, he's Lattimore was playing great against Julio, and then right. he came and out. And he played great Julio. against Evans, too, in, his past, yeah. in the past. So if he ain't there, oh, my goodness. This this is the game right here. This <laughs> The over could be 70, and I'd be like, uh, over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sitting here at 51 and a half. Absolutely. Evans was shut down. This is a huge win for Evans owners in season-long formats. It puts him in play in this game. He was absolutely at three targets, zero catches the last time. He played the the Saints, and it was it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, uh, crazy. That that's gonna be fun too. Another great one o'clock game. Boy, the one o'clock slate between that and the Texans Ravens. Whoo, my goodness! Now the four o'clock games. There's only three of them, so you got 49ers Cardinals, which is 
you know, the rematch of a couple weeks ago where the Cardinals kind of showed up at the end there. But again, it's 49ers D. And then you got Bengals Raiders, which I like the Raiders. Raiders played real well. I'm going to love Josh Jacobs in that game. I'm going to love me some some Darren Waller. <laughs> I got to tell you right now, that's going to be a real good game there for the Raiders, especially if you saw what Andrews did against them last week. That, that defense is not good for the Bengals. And uh, I think Raiders with a little extra time here is going to be a real good matchup for them. I'm going to have a lot of Oakland Raiders in my lineup, I think. Yeah, um, 10-point favorites at home. I'm with you. A lot of them. Interesting, too, what's going to happen with Cincy. They were really never in that game, but Mixon had 30 carries, 33 opportunities. You know, when Andy Dalton was under center, they were throwing the ball nearly 80% of the time. It was more of a run-heavy offense, you know, despite losing by, I don't know, 50 points, whatever it was. So I I don't love Mixon, but, again, interesting going forward with him. I mean, he's only $5,500, but I definitely agree with you. I think it's uh, I think it's Jacobs, and this is the game script. People are a little nervous with Jacobs heading in. How much use is he going to get? How good is Oakland going to be? Are they If they're playing from behind, is it going to be Jalen Rashard in there? And it has been, but this is a game where I feel like they'll be up, and maybe they just lean on Jacobs to touch the ball 25 times, and at $6,900, it's going to return investment. Yeah, I love the price. Love the price on him. Patriots and Eagles. Pat's coming off a bye. They're going to travel to Philly, but look, Philly <sighs> struggles in that secondary, and Tom Brady is going to pick a weak secondary apart. So I think this is a nice get right, right game for the Pats here. Um, Julian Edelman, very popular choice, very chalky, but will be very good. Sanu, I feel very good about as well. I feel both of those guys will be good, and I would fade away from Sony Michelle in favor of James White in this one for sure. Uh, anything on the Eagle side of this one that interests you for me? Not really. Yeah, coming off a buy as well. I think not really, but I think they're going to, they've been using their run game a lot lately. And I mean, that's the way to beat new England. Let's be honest. You're not going to be able to throw on this team. They've, they've shut down elite wide outs and the Eagles don't have any of those, but Mark Ingram, 115. the week before that, Nick Chubb, 131. Frank Gore put up a hundred over them as well. So I think it'll be a lot of Jordan Howard. And if they are going to be playing from behind, it's going to be a lot of miles Sanders who, by the way, has more, 25 yard catches than DeAndre Hopkins this season. So that's how they, that is the most depressing thing you've ever said. (laughs) I've known you for many years now. Yeah. And you've said some depressing things to yeah. me once in a while. That I is threw up depressing. in my mouth as well. I'm, as I said, that is gross, dude. Yeah, you just, it is way, gross, to, way but, to bring the show down. But I mean, I just killer. say he's going to be a sneaky play. I mean, you don't look at it four for 73. These are catches, by the way, four for 73, five for 49, three for 86, three for 41 and three for 31 last week. He's, he's getting used in the passing game. And I would imagine what Gilmore is going to just shut down Jeffrey and the game plan will probably be let's take away Zach Ertz. So could be both running backs, but yeah, not going to score a lot of points. I don't think against New England. No, that's the thing. You look for those turnovers. They've been so good. They're coming off a loss off the buy, you know, but by the way, if you want to do game logs, going back to DJ Moore, just because I have it up here still check this out since uh, let's see, where are we? Let's go back to October, October, beginning of October. Here we go. October 6th, six catches, uh, six of eight for 91, seven of 10 for 73. Then that Turkey against San Fran five for 38 bad. Then seven for 10 for one one, nine for 11 for one twenty. It is time to come to the realization that in full point PBR, DJ Moore is basically a must start. Am I right or am I right? Yeah, you're you're dead on. I wish I would have bought low on this guy when Cam went down. I was a little bit nervous, but he has been he's yeah, been so too. good. At least eight targets in five straight games, double digits in three of four. Yeah, he's been and he is really good anyways, right? He's he's just a really good wide receiver, runs nice routes, has good hands, is explosive after the catch. It's been 
yeah, it's been nice to see Atlanta Saints coming up, Washington, Atlanta again. He could win some people some championships here in season-long formats. All right, Chris and I will be back later in the week breaking down the week of DFS for you. This was just the hot takes. We're going to get down and dirty pretty soon in a couple days. And then, of course, Friday will be the wagering show as always. So make sure you subscribe to the pre-snap. We are crushing it. We are very grateful to have everyone listening and very grateful for all the support from LineStar. Go out there, get that LineStar app, get it today, and upgrade to that premium product so you can be on the journey with us because it's about the journey. And you know what? It's about the damn destination too. So in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Joe Pizapia 17 at Chris Meany, at LineStar App, and, of course, at LineStar NFL. It's time to break the huddle here on the pre-snap, which means there's nothing left to do now except set down win. You've been listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Meany.